Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and today I want to talk about uh, names as reputation in Wuxia. This is uh, something that I sort of started playing with in, uh, in a game recently. I, I realized that, um, well, number one, reputation is something that I use in my games, but I don't always use it. And sometimes I, and I usually, when I do use it, it's usually something like a character is known to be a liar and so anybody who is dealing with him uh, he's going to get a penalty if he's trying to deceive them um, but he, he, he but he, he might get an advantage in certain other situations um, and and you know that's one way to apply reputations that's sort of like what it means in the world for the people living in it another way to apply it is the person's good at that sort of thing and giving them a small bonus when they're when they're when they're doing that and so that's kind of how um, I've been dealing with it with names where I, uh, when a character acquires a martial nickname or, uh, you know, the nickname starts to sort of have significance in this, in the game for everybody, I, 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 I sort of shift all of the reputation stuff onto the name and it kind of has more power when I do it that way. So if, uh, if a character is known as, um, you know, uh, so let me think of something. So if, if a if a character is known um, as a ferocious eagle, for example, and he's you know considered you know somebody who uh, you know is sort of really good in in sort of the you know uh, uh, you know in aggressive combat situations, I I might give that character an actual combat bonus uh, when they're in that sort of situation, rather than just have it be something that's socially relevant. Uh, I think once they get to the point where the name has meaning, it's almost like a magic item. It's almost like the the universe responds by giving them a bonus. So, uh, so for example, the other day we had a character, and his name is Smiling Weasel. And if his reputation were deceptive, which it which it is, um, then then the then the it would always be sort of a penalty when he's trying to trick people. But he's Smiling Weasel, so he's he you know he's he's good at this and. And, and he's not always dealing with people who know who he is. And so uh, there were a number of situations where Smiling Weasel was, was, was pulling a lot of uh, tricks on people. So one example was uh, he, 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 he stumbled into, uh, uh, not stumbled, he, 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 there was an attack on the Temple of Jade Mercies in the game. And he was involved and they killed one of the abbots in a really sort of elaborate ploy, which I won't get into, but it, it resulted in the abbot being impaled on a bed of spikes uh, that they had placed beneath his window. And so the, the, the crime was obvious when the monks rushed out. And everybody ran away, but he failed his speed roll, and so he was the only one who didn't, uh, didn't evade all of the monks that ran out to pursue the attackers. And he said to them that, you know, he was just there, and he saw somebody kill the abbot, and he had come to give the abbot some celestial plume, and and so that, you know he had he wove this whole story, which is which I it, you know I mean the situation was pretty he was pretty much caught red-handed, but I decided to let him make a deception roll because his name was Smiling Weasel. I didn't give him any bonuses or anything, but I decided to let him make it. He got a natural ten, and so uh, they didn't just suddenly accept everything he said, but they. They said, okay, well, all the facts aren't clear, so let's, you know, why don't you come inside, we'll detain you, and then we'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll investigate the matter. And that bought him enough time that the players were able to rescue him 
and they they came in uh you know swords blazing and 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 eventually wiped out everybody that was at the monastery at the temple and the reason they were able to do that is because a lot of the uh heavy hitters were gone on a mission and most of the monks were gone with them on the mission they had uh what they what they discovered was that the uh that the that the the leaders and many of the monks had gone to attack their people uh in order to steal something from them so they they uh so they immediately started going the other direction to uh to prevent this and on their way back something else happened they they encountered this large retinue and the retinue included abbas bao yu and uh grand abbot lao who were the the leaders of the temple and so at this point i decided that smiling weasel's name was was really starting to become you know uh, a legendary type thing and so i gave him bonuses in a couple of key situations when he was trying to be deceptive and and so again this is you know the application of reputation now now keep in mind this might sound like oh i'm just giving him all this stuff but there's a downside to being smiling weasel i mean people who know you're smiling weasel will be wary around you um and but i like the idea of 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 of, of a of a of a martial name acquiring sort of legendary meaning and actually having impact on the world uh so so uh you know there were quite a few different things that happened but there were two notable ones first the the the, the monks and the abbot and the and the, and the abbess uh, uh camped and and they were in a good mood they 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 were celebrating they had hired musicians they were playing music they were drinking and grand abbot lao was was uh, talking about how they just you know extinguished 90 percent of the 87 killer sect which is the player's sect so they're you know the the, uh, the one of the characters was able to 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 hear this from an from a nearby grove and and so things are you know so these so the players were filled with a sudden desire for revenge and they decided to be clever about it and so this player he's also gifted with poison so he decided to sneak into the camp and uh and pretend to uh poison the um uh not pretend to actually poison the the they they were drinking from a large clay wine vessel and so they uh so he was going to go and poison that and try to poison some of the food and they just so happened to have some robes from the temple of jade mercies because of their previous venture and because of a messenger they had taken and so he put on the robe he tried to disguise himself like a monk of the temple and on his disguise roll i gave him a bonus and he got uh he got a 10 and so his disguise was so good that uh you know not only uh did did he did he move without being uh perceived as an enemy in the camp but people actually nodded at him thinking that he was one of their uh uh you know somebody that they had known um so so eventually he, he tries poisoning the wine and and it succeeds to a degree it's, you know about 30 people get sick from this but it takes an hour to kill them and the other players had arranged to uh, murder the abbot in an in a nearby grove with a in a really elaborate plot which i won't get into it involved a forge letter and a rat and uh and and they ended up um they they ended up killing him and it, i thought it was a really great scene there were there were two scenes this uh or two moments this uh this this session that i was actually pretty proud of myself as a gm the first was when they killed grand abbot lao and he said he had an appointment in hell so you know you want you know he told them to do it right away and uh and he gave yeah i, I don't want to bog down the podcast so i won't explain the dialogue there but it was it was a fun bit of dialogue and then uh the next scene where uh where smiling weasel attempted his next move which was he uh 
he wanted to he wanted to once he realized his poisoning thing wasn't panning out the way he wanted to he decided to create strife within the camp and he uh there's a there's a technique called master teach a student it's based on all those moments in wuxia where you or kung fu movies where like a master takes a stick and sort of uh, treats his disciple like a marionette causing them to attack and you know I, I, there's a great scene like this in um, uh, uh, in Dirty Ho with uh, Gordon Liu and Kara Hui where he uh, he he sort of uses her as an intermediary for his own kung fu and so it's a great way of sort of deceiving people and making them think they're fighting a great master but Smiling Weasel had a different idea he decided to use it to get one of the nuns to attack the uh, the the nearby abbess, and so so again, I did give him a bonus on this one, um, and uh, and so it was uh, um, it was actually no, I didn't give him a bonus on this one. I'm sorry, I did not give him a bonus on this one, um, but uh, but I did decide that this sort of cemented the uh, the legendary status of the name. This was like the uh, the cr- the cherry on top for it. So he. He uh, used Master Teach's student to have one of the nuns attack the abbess, and 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 so the nun attacks the abbess, and the abbess uh, looks at her and said something like, "Oh, Jali, a tiger never changes its spots, does it, or its stripes, does it?" And uh, um, and you know, it it was a, it was a, it was a cool little moment in the game, and uh, you know, though I'm I'm very uh, I'm I'm. I'm very in. I'm, I'm stumbling to, to sort of uh, to describe what happened, uh, but I assure you, it was it was. Uh, th- this was the second moment that I was proud of myself as a GM, where I had sort of inserted the, uh, you know, the abyss and the Jaoli relationship uh, and the backstory into that one little, you know, exchange, and uh, and so uh, so what ended up happening was it caused an internal conflict at the camp. And so by the time he got back, I, I figured, okay, this guy is definitely smiling weasel at this point. And so, uh, and so I'm sort of thinking out loud right now, and I, I, but I've been I've been toying with this idea of just sort of you know giving names legendary meaning at a certain point, and sort of having it supplant reputation because I don't like keeping track of 18 different things. And so you know, so uh, and so if a character you know real and, and and here's what's required for this to happen: you can't just have a cool name. You have to actually live up to the name, and so the so this was a combination of two things. Number one, the player was playing the character very well. The character, the player, was consistently coming up with ideas that were workable and and using the right techniques in order to uh, to to get the most uh, you know uh, effect for what he was trying to do. So the, there was tactically the player was on on the ball. Uh, the player was 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 playing the character according to to the name and the player was rolling well and so i think i think you need a combination of those things i don't think this is something you just give to every player um and i and i don't think it's something that you can always like a lot of times i say a for effort this isn't one where i would necessarily say a for effort this is one where the player has to the player has to win the player has to win in terms of performing well the player has to win in terms of rolling well and the player has to win in terms of just sort of you know playing the character uh as as he's as the character is described so um so with all those things i think then that gives the player sort of that legendary name and 
and I, and again, I don't know uh, how often it's because you know I'm, I, you have to be careful with bonuses, and so I think you know this is something where you could make an argument. Like even when I was describing the scene, I almost uh, remembered myself giving a bonus I didn't give, and and so I think uh, you know you could make an argument for a bonus being given in too many situations, and you want to sort of you know when it matters, when it's important, when it when it uh, uh, when it would apply, uh, but you also want to give the penalty uh and so you know i think i think it's general rule of thumb my approach is for every bonus there should you know you should try to counterbalance that with a penalty at some point you know just keep make a mental note okay he got a bonus in this situation so down the road i probably need to make a point of remembering um you know unless you can just consistently apply it each time depends on how on the ball you are as a gm um and how much you're going for sort of uh, I'm simulating a real world versus I'm, you know, just dramatically responding to things. And, um, and so I tend to reside a little in the middle there. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so, so that was the idea. I'm probably sort of butchering it. I got to go. Uh, but it, it, you know, we'll see when I, when I type it out again, this is stuff I was just thinking about, so I don't have it totally fleshed out. Um, but I do like the idea that names have meanings. It was a combination of two things. It was that moment in the game, but it was also we were we were talking about 14 Amazons in the podcast the other day, and there's a scene, and I'm I and I and I, and I have to go back and check it because I didn't write down notes for this scene. But on the subs, I'm pretty sure that the king of the Shah says uh, says to Mugui Ying, who's one of the 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 Yang like the 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 wife of the general at the beginning who's killed and she's sort of uh you know they're going to not just get revenge but to defend the song and he says to her you know you know why did you come and she said because i am gu ying and so it was a very sort of um i don't know i thought it was a very powerful scene and i'm probably misremembering the exact wording uh but it was it was uh it was, it was a really cool moment and just the fact that you know like the and again that's a situation where it's not even a martial name it's just that her name has so much power at that point and i think that it could apply to a character like that it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be oh the character has this nickname so the nickname and the you could have a character name you know uh you know um uh what's the character in my campaign um you know shen chun shen chun has uh uh that name has meaning in the in the in the setting so you could say that name has a legend you know and, and obviously the details of my campaign if you've been following it are more convoluted than that because of the time travel but that aside you know shen chun uh is a name when people hear it they 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 know they know who that is and and so i think you know all of the things that shen chun embodies when he's fully embodying that name you could give him a bonus and so that's the idea. That's the idea. It's, it's a very sort of uh, roundabout, meandering way to, to get to that to that point. So, so yeah. So I will let you go. I've been rambling too long, and I apologize if I'm all over the map today. I'm just uh, I just woke up and I'm uh, about to do my uh, other podcast with Adam. We're gonna talk about Babylon Five. So uh, I'll post this after that though. So you you know. Uh, you, uh, but this week we are going to be talking about the Shadow Whip on Friday. So, uh, you know, go on Amazon, check out the Shadow Whip with Cheng Pei Pei. It's a, uh, it's a really good movie. Well, I like it. I like it. I think it's a classic film. 
Uh, and it's cool because it's got a whip. You know, it's, it's, she's got a whip as, a, as her weapon in this one, like a real whip, not like a hard whip or something. And and I think that's a... It's, it's a you know, you see them once in a while in these movies. There's a whip in 14 Amazons. And uh, there's a cool whip character in uh, the Detective D movie. But it's not something you see a whole lot of. And and I think it gets used differently in this film. And uh, and I don't know, it's just kind of got... A, it's a cool location. It's a it's got It's kind of got one foot in the sort of the, the earlier age of Wuxia and one foot in the newer age. It's, it's a, you know, it's, it's not for everybody. Um, you know, there's a, it's one of these Wuxia movies that's got a, like a musical number in it. Um, you know, there's a few of those. There's, and uh, Cheng Pei Pei, I think, I, I can at least think of three movies that she was in where, where, she, where, where song just kind of breaks out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I would definitely say, you know, go on Amazon, check it out. If you don't like it the first 10 minutes, then don't watch it. But, uh, but I think it's a fun movie and it'll be cool if you watch it and then you come and listen to the podcast or listen to the podcast and decide if you want to watch it. Uh, we might be short a couple of hands this Friday, so it might just be me and Adam or me, Adam and Kenny. I'm not 100% sure, but, uh, but we'll still talk about The Shadow. Even if it's just me, I'll talk about The Shadow. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so we'll, 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 uh, we'll be back on and we will talk to you later.